What's going on family? Today is Tuesday, October 24th. Some of you are on fall break and all of you have just tuned in to Case Catholic Radio. As always, I am your host, Steve Perry, coming at you from the cloister room at the Church of the Covenant. And as always, I am stoked to share time with y'all. Part of the reason why I am particularly stoked this time around is that less than two months in, word of mouth has brought this podcast past 50 listeners. We are already far beyond where we expect it to be right now, and it is thanks to you guys, our listeners, and you're spreading the word about what we've got going on here. So I genuinely mean this when I say thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for telling other people about what, we, what we're doing. Now, with that said, let me tell you a little something. I would be really stoked if all 50 or so of you who are listening to this would reach out to come chat with me or to come chill at our Newman events. Little known fact, despite my startling level of charisma and my winning smile, I am not an unapproachable celebrity. So reach out. If you're a listener and I don't know you, I want to know you. And we've got a bunch of students in Newman who would love to get to know you as well. Just throwing that out there. Now, on to business. Our frequent listeners will know that normally, Tuesdays are days where we dive into topics that take a lot of thought and emotional energy. But our most frequent listeners will probably remember that last time you put out an episode, I promised that the next episode to come out would be tamed down, because the last two or three have been pretty intense. With that said, today we're going to reflect on the psalm of the day, Psalm 40, and I promise that if the last couple of episodes have been stressful, this one will be chill. Smiley face. There's a smiley face in my notes and I had to be sure that you guys knew that. So, I invite you guys, wherever you are, to stop, take a moment, and call to mind the fact that you are in the presence of the God who has known you since before he formed you in the womb and who has loved you for as long as he has known you. Now, rather than just reading the parts of the psalm that are recited in the responsorial, I'm actually going to take the time to read the whole thing. This will take about two to three minutes, so find yourself in a comfortable position. I waited, waited for the Lord who bent down and heard my cry, drew me out of the pit of destruction, out of the mud of the swamp, set my feet upon a rock, steadied my steps, and put a new song in my mouth, a hymn to our God. Many shall look in awe, they shall trust in the Lord. Happy are those whose trust is in the Lord, who turn not to idolatry, or to those who stray after falsehood. How numerous, O Lord, my God, you have made your wondrous deeds, and in your plans for us, there is none equal to you. Should I wish to declare them, too many are they to recount. Sacrifice an offering you do not want, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocausts and sin offerings you do not require. So I said, here I am. 
Your commands for me are written in the scroll. To do your will is my delight, my God, your law is in my heart. I announced your deed to a great assembly. I did not restrain my lips. You, Lord, are my witness. Your deed I did not hide within my heart. Your loyal deliverance I have proclaimed. I made no secret of your enduring kindness to a great assembly. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from me. May your enduring kindness ever preserve me. For all about me are evils beyond count. My sins so overcome me I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My courage fails me. Lord, graciously rescue me. Come quickly to help me, Lord. Put to shame and confound all who seek to take my life. Turn back in disgrace those who desire my ruin. Let those who say, Aha! No dismay and shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your help always say, The Lord be glorified. Though I am afflicted and poor, the Lord keeps me in mind. You are my help and deliverer. My God, do not delay. Now, I noticed something when I was first reading through this psalm, and there's a good chance you noticed it too. This psalm starts out proclaiming the good things the Lord has done for the psalmist, for the, the man writing this psalm. And then all of a sudden he turns and says, God, things are really bad right now. Don't hesitate in coming to save me from these things that are just falling apart. After I read through it again though, I noticed that this psalm isn't broken just into two sections, it's really broken into five. In the first, the psalmist talks about how he waited for the Lord and the Lord answered him. In the second, he sings a hymn to the Lord, then he offers a prayer to him and says, I have been spreading your name everywhere. Fourth, after the break, he calls on God again for compassion in a hard time. And finally, in the fifth section, he talks about his trust in God and calls confidently on him to vindicate him, knowing that the Lord will not abandon him. So, if we treat this like a narrative with a beginning and an end, we have an uplifting story of a person who felt very blessed by the Lord and then later fell on hard times and who, though the hard, the hard times stayed hard for a while, never lost their trust in the Lord. And there's a beautiful message that can be gleaned from that. But when I look at this psalm closely, it doesn't seem to me to be a straight line start to finish narrative. It seems to me to be more like a circle. What I mean by this is that if this psalm were played on loop, we probably wouldn't be able to tell where it started and where it ended, because no matter which of these five segments you begin with, it tells a story. Let me show you what I mean. May those who long for your help always say, the Lord be glorified. Though I am afflicted and poor, the Lord keeps me in mind. You are my help and deliverer. My God, do not delay. I waited, 
waited for the Lord who bent down and heard my cry, drew me out of the pit of destruction, out of the mud of the swamp, set my feet upon rock, and steadied my steps. Right there, I just went from the last stanza of the psalm to the first, and it still made sense as a narrative, right? Now, because of this looping characteristic, I think that this psalm is really valuable for us as a people of faith to sit with and reflect on. Why is that? Because depending on where you begin, it's going to tell your story. Where you're at now, where you were before, and where you're going from here. How can I say this so confidently? Because when we get to the heart of it, the story in this psalm is the story of the rhythm of the Christian life. With probably zero exceptions, we each are going to experience each of the five phases of this psalm. Each of us at some point are going to be grateful to the Lord for answering our prayers, and that gratitude will strengthen our love of Him and lead to us singing His praises. And eventually, we will each fall into a difficult situation and need to call on Him desperately again. And one more time for each of us, when He answers that prayer in His time, we'll find ourselves feeling grateful again. But there's a kicker here. There's one thing that the psalmist does that we're not going to do automatically. One thing that we need to strive to emulate. The psalmist, neither in his time of elation nor in his time of hardship, ever flinches in his trust that God's eye is firmly on him, that God loves him, and that God is going to continue to do good things for him. So too, we must also have that trust. Whether we have fallen upon hard times, whether we are grateful to God for bringing us out of hard times, or whether it's been so long that since we've been in hard times that we've almost forgotten what that's like, we must always know that God deeply loves us, that he has not forgotten us, and that he can do everything for us. To me, this is what the virtue of hope is. A steadfast trust that the God who sees and loves us all is working for our good and will not fail to bring it about. My prayer tonight will be that we all might be blessed with this virtue in abundance. Amen. Well, that's our episode for today, folks. Just a couple of bits of news to throw at you before we sign off. First of all, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook. That's where you'll get the most up-to-date information on what we've got going on, what events are coming up, etc., etc. Just look up CWRU Newman in the search bar, and we should be the first thing that pops up. Second, our busy student retreat is coming up in a couple of weeks, and the deadline to sign up is next Friday, November 3rd. This retreat is designed for students like many of you 
who just don't have the time to set aside a full weekend for a retreat. It only requires one hour of commitment each day, your retreat schedule is tailored to your individual availability, and it is every bit as fruitful as the overnight retreats we have every semester. You can find the link to sign up online right at the top of our Facebook page, or you can find hard copies of the sign-up form in the Interfaith Center at the Newman Table. If all else fails, send me an email at steve.perry at case.edu and I'll send you a form personally. Like I said in the beginning, I'm not an unapproachable celebrity. Finally, catch us at Newman Night this Thursday, where Megan Wilson Wrights from John Carroll University is coming to speak to us about Pope Francis and Catholic social teaching. For those of you who weren't with us last time Megan came to speak for us, she is really an awesome speaker and she is not someone you're going to want to miss. Alright guys, with that said, it's time for me to get back to the grind. I hope I'll catch some of your faces as new faces with us soon. Until next time y'all, remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Peace!